All right, hey everybody, this is Ashley. And this is Aaron. Put <laughs> these notes. Aaron, look. Keep it going. Okay. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to another week's episode of a perspective. perspective. I'm Ashley. And I'm Aaron. And thank you so much for joining us another week. We appreciate it as always. Welcome. And welcome. Yes. And we're back to give you another great episode. Pow, pow, pow. I was about to do it. <laughs> I'm glad I got you first. Oh, gosh, guys. Again, we're already with the shits, but that's how we bring you a great episode. Just having fun. Yeah. So, yeah, let's go ahead and get it started with my favorite. Ah, no, we actually have some business to take care of this week. What? I have not asked about business in how long? I know. How long have I not asked about business? <laughs> oh. You well, should have found a di- like, you should have let me know about this before the show started. Oh. Boop. <laughs> pow, pow, pow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What business do we have to take care of? We have to announce that our we are coming up on our one year anniversary. And so we just wanted to let people know that we're going to have a special episode. Yeah, coming up. That's really a just that's ooh, like, ooh, ooh, ooh. So we're approaching okay. episode 50 or ep- or total episode, mini-sode episode 50. We've put out 50. You know. And it'll be a year. So we're approaching all that. So And it's going to be fun, guys. We, yes, we talked about it earlier, actually. And Aaron still failed to mention that this was business this <laughs> it week. It just hit me. But we talked about it. I don't, don't want to hear it. <laughs> we talked about it earlier. And so we're definitely going to, you know, get together and work on an idea to make this year anniversary special. So we really hope you guys are a part of it. And we can't wait to, you know, bring you something fun. Yeah. As we do. Yes. Okay. So now that Aaron's business is handled, <laughs> it is time for five questions. Ooh, 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 ooh. So as you all know, five questions is an opportunity for you all to get to know us a little better in an interesting and fun way. We ask five questions and they range from funny to sad to thought provoking. And sometimes we do themes, sometimes we do specific types of questions, but ultimately it's a get to know you section and a fun way to kick off the show. So yes. you ready? Ready. All right. So question one. Mm -hmm. Fill in the blank. I can't date somebody who blank. Oh, man. You go first. I have to think about it. Okay. I can't date someone who... Oh, I don't know. Dang it. Let me see here. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Whatever. I can't date someone... Okay. Okay. No, go ahead. Okay. I can't date someone who smokes cigarettes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can... I don't, you know what? No, never mind. Not even I a social smoker? Wait, no, I have to go back on that. I dated someone who smoked cigarettes and I was fine with that. We're going to... I mean, I'm on, I'm kind of on board with that, but I mean, I can kind of see that. I can I mean, kind of see it. Like when, you said, when I said that, I, it, it started hitting me like, huh. Yeah, I mean, because I can deal with you smoking other things, um, but there's just something about cigarette smoke and my allergies and sinuses that just don't get along. So if you're like a chain smoker and that's something that you're going to need to do often, I can't, I can't do that. So you know what? I'm going to stick with that. Actually, I can't date someone who smokes cigarettes because I can't think of anything else that I don't know would like be a deal breaker for me. Like that doesn't, I mean that it has, yeah. With the way that the question is phrased, I can't think of anything else. There we go. So I can't date someone who's 10 years older than me. Oh, that could be your soulmate. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, I I can't think of one, but that just felt right in the moment. (laughs) I don't know how true that is. You know, you can be attracted to people that are older than you, way older than you, but to yeah, date yeah. someone, yeah, I'm sticking with that, whatever. Okay. All right, question two. All right, this is a scenario, what do you think, whatever. Okay, so if you have PTO, which is paid time off, and yeah. not for you, I know you know that, but you know, don't want to make assumptions. So if you have PTO, 
and decide to use it, should it be your responsibility to find someone to cover your shift if you have that type of job? Oh, um, no. I, I mean, I, I feel like the... No, it's not my responsibility. The person who's making a schedule, I had to think back to a day that, you know, if I have the time and I guess that, okay, sorry. No, it shouldn't be the employer, the employee's responsibility to find someone else to cover the shift. However, I do think that there should be some type of um, stipulation in the rule book that if you do want to use PTO, unless it's a uh, an emergency, that you should have your time in like at least if I, if like the schedule is made every week, then you should have your PTO in like a week ahead. You know what I mean? So that way the schedule can be made accordingly and have coverage versus you having to go around and ask everybody, can they cover for you because you want to use your PTO? Like, I think that's crazy. So I don't think that it's yeah. the responsibility of the employee to find someone to cover their shift. I think that if, no. I think it is the responsibility of the employee to follow the rules, policies, procedures for using their PTO. And if in right. that there is a time, like a window in which they need to do it beforehand, uh, before they want to use it, then they need to follow yeah. that. Like they need to adhere to right. that, that policy. If there is no time, I can see that on like, if you look at it from the manager's side, that you want to have as much time as possible in order to find someone to cover that shift. So you want them to give you a heads up. But if there is no policy like in place around that, then it's still not up, then, then that's just what it is. And it's up to the employer to find someone. I think that if there is a policy in place and you need to take off emergency or not, right? Like how do we define what an emergency is? Then maybe you should take it a step further and try to alleviate any extra hardships that your employer will have in order to get that time off, right? Because at that point, you're no longer following protocol, right? You're hoping that they're going to say yes with that understanding. So in that instance, I could see you wanting to like find someone to cover your shift. But overall, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Agreed. <laughs> Shoot. Agreed. If they're going to fire me, they're going to find somebody to replace me just as quick. So let me stop. I mean, right. that, that really don't matter. But all right, question three. Okay. Because of, in honor of Bad Boys 3 coming out, and this was sort of a, a discussion in the sphere, which sitcom was better? Martin or The Fresh Prince? That is a loaded question for me. One, because at the time when Martin was out, I was a certain age that didn't necessarily understand the humor behind everything that he did. So I would say because the younger me still, you know, remembers so much of those shows, you know, at that time, Fresh Prince, because it touched on things that I guess were a little bit more relatable for me. So yeah, I'm gonna have to, but they're both, they're two different type of shows too, though. But I would, I mean, it's going to be Fresh Prince for me, basically. I do agree that they are two different types of shows. Uh, When I, I'm going to say Martin. And for me, I can, like, I appreciate those shows differently now. But I I also know that I appreciate Martin a whole lot differently as an adult. And some of what, some of that is because of what you said, right? Like an adult mind can process those those jokes a lot differently and hits a lot differently, especially if you experience any anything like that or close to it. Uh, but I just, for me, I think I can remember also just laughing more. Like there to me were more comedic yeah. moments in Martin that I laughed at when it was on in, in real Prince. time, like yeah. in real time. Yeah, Fresh Prince is and good. I probably not, need to not, go and that's back not to take away watch. nothing from Fresh Prince either. Like none of this to take away from that. To me, Fresh Prince definitely falls in line of like Family Matters, Full House, and like there was lessons to be overarching le- for family. Classic family lessons to be learned, right? Uh, Coming of age lessons to be learned. And so, but Martin wasn't. So, right, completely two different shows, but Martin to me stood out in terms I could laugh more. Okay. Yeah. I should, I think I should go back and give Martin a chance too now in my old age because I don't think I've really watched it like that. If you catch it when it comes, yeah, I mean, when I go home to Vert, like, I don't watch it. I don't watch anything. I don't watch TV like that, right? But when I go to my parents' house, if it's one of those things that's on, there's always a marathon on. Um, Yes. All right. I'm going to have to search that. Okay. (laughs) Question four. Question Mm -hmm. four. What's your least favorite song or one of your least favorite songs from your favorite musician or group? One of my least favorite songs by my favorite. Yeah, but from one of your favorite musicians or groups. Oh, I don't know. Man, that's something to think about. Let me. Let me think about what's yours. Do you have yours? You know, I don't have no answers to these questions. Uh, uh, let me see here. Well. So my 
how I'll answer this is I don't have a, I'll just, Beyonce, my least favorite, how I come up with a question I'm about to answer it differently. But anyway, my least favorite album is Dangerously in Love. Mm. I think, yes. If I think about it. Okay. So I'm going to say my least favorite album from Drake was More Life. I just could never get into it. I still haven't. There's some songs on there though. I mean, it has some songs, but as an album, like when I think about the albums of Drake that I can listen to front to back, I mean, even maybe skipping two at the most, but more life and then, oh, and Scorpion. I mm, I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) I've just been disappointed in Drake's last two albums, but hey. What was on Scorpion? I'm trying to, what was on Scorpion? See, you don't even remember. I do, um, what? uh, I did like nonstop. I just hit the switch. Hit the switch. I don't know. Nobody else is doing this. Okay. Uh, yeah, oh, God's plan. It. I'm upset. I kind of. Oh, like, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, God's plan. And um, Kiki, do you love me? Was that up there? Yeah. Uh, emotionless. Eight out of ten. Mob ties. Can't take a joke. What? What songs are these? See. Oh, you know what? Nice Actually, life. Scorpion wasn't that horrible for me. It it wasn't as bad as More Life because now that I'm thinking about it, there were a couple of songs up there that I liked. But I'm still, I still, it's More nothing life. like the old Drake. No, see, I liked yeah. More Life. Like I'm looking at it now. Passion Fruit was good. Uh, Blam. I mean, these songs I can remember. Blam. Uh, nothing into something. Uh, can't have everything. Mm-hmm. Don't know that either. I was more hype about his um, the package. What was that album? The package. Was it the pack? The package. Oh, or because the gift? Uh, yes, because it, his what his it unreleased. Was I was, was more hype about that than I've been about his past couple I- albums. I listened to that way more. Oh. But anyway. All right. Question five. I'm still hoy. Okay. <laughs> Last question. Last question. If I was, and this is, we're gonna answer this about each other. Okay. Another one of these. <laughs> so for you, it's if I was giving a TED talk, what subject would you automatically assume I was giving it on? Oh, oh my gosh. A couple of things popped up. Oh, what would I automatically assume? Huh? Hold on. Let me think about that one. Let me think about that. Okay. I'm upset. 50,000. Okay. Disrespect. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> Okay, if you were given a TED talk, I think I would automatically assume it was on. It, okay, I'm trying to figure out how to say it, but basically, um, like living, living in a way like of not, you know, not living in fear and following your dreams and pushing through, like pushing forward, you know, regardless of the obstacles, like that type of like a motivational type. Really. You just got you just gotta go for it. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. That's what yeah, I just had to figure out how to like word it. Because I heard like my mind was jumping around while I was trying to like think of like you up there, like <laughs> how you would be telling people, you know. Cause I mean, cause and, and also in my mind I see you going through the city. Like I just see you you like flying down the street doing something, you know, whatever, because you know how you are. Like you just fast, you just go. And so, yes, I just had that image. But anyway. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Okay. Wait till I listen Thanks to for coming that. to my TED Talk. <laughs> so I think Thanks for, for you, I, it is, I can't, the. Oh, Lord. I think yours would be, like, I think the foundation of it would be around confidence. But the mm. subject matter that you choose to use that would be like, you want that man? You want that girl? Let me show you how to get him. I right? like. Wow. How to like how to <laughs> overcome like how to overcome yourself in order to get what you really want in order to get that man in order to get that girl. Oh. If that makes Okay. So. I mean, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I think that's funny. I mean, but that's okay. <laughs> because yeah. I can see, I can think of the guy, this may be telling stuff. Anyway, I can just think of certain Moments where I reached out to you. Ah! <laughs> oh, that's exactly what I thought of. That was the first thing I okay. thought of. I okay. was like, oh, that's where that came from. Okay. Uh-huh. So, so I think TED Talks have a you know an interesting way of delivering sort of a simple message. And at least in my head, that's what they do, right? So 
the, right. the simple message would be on confidence, but you would tell it through that lens. So there you go. And that is yeah, five questions. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, yes, that was fun. Five questions. Okay. I really like that last question. Guys, plug time. If you want to answer any other questions today, or if you have any feedback on them, or if you want to tell us what you think our TED Talks would be, reach out to us on Instagram at a perspective underscore underscore. You can email us at a perspective, no E at the end at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, a perspective with Aaron and Ashley. Hey. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and so now perspective <laughs> for you doing that. <laughs> what? shut up oh my god i meant to ask you how that went yes okay all right so let's go ahead and jump into what got under our skin this week yes i I paused for the girl (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh all right so i'll go ahead and start off oh my gosh i can see i'm yelling in the all in the (laughs) microphone my bad (laughs) I'll go ahead and start off this week, even though it doesn't sound like I'm angry now because I'm not anymore. But guys, let me tell y'all two things. And, you know, I think, well, one of them, I know I told you because I was on the phone with you when it happened. Um, My first one, I'm just going to try to keep it simple because it's another issue related to family and I'm just over it. But if you, if, you know, people are going to really start to think something's going on. <laughs> oh, well, people... <laughs> Everybody got something going on in their family, nah, so right. whatever. Right. Right. <laughs> um, my thing, okay, my with this one, and you know, it's not just family either. I, I guess it could be anybody. If you and another person are not talking, and you know I'm close to that person that you're not talking to, do not call me and ask me why that person is not answering <laughs> their phone. As if you don't already know why that person is not answering the damn phone for you. Okay? Like, let's not. And then definitely don't call me after you done stirred up some shit. And now, and and, and got hung up on. Okay? Because I found out later. Got hung up on. And then called back. And then and, and now you don't know. Don't, don't do that. Don't put me in the middle of things. Just don't do that. And that goes for everybody. Friends, family, whatever. But that there was a situation I, what this past week, it was too much. Yes, that was my first under my skin. My second under my skin is something that really gets on my nerves all the time. And I see it all the time, especially up here. But I had a moment in the parking lot the other night that I just, it made me want to speak on it. So I'm in this parking lot, me and Rob, we're leaving out of the parking lot because we had just come from the store. And I'm driving up the little incline, like straight ahead to get out of the parking lot. I look up, well, not even look up, but like I see this person is like balling down the mid, like they're coming down an aisle toward the main um, street of the parking lot. This lady is flying down the aisle, okay? And then when she hits the corner where, 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 People that know how to drive would stop to wait or to see if there's, uh, you know, ongoing traffic or anybody coming. Oh, no. This lady takes that curve. Like, she had that damn Camry on two wheels. She took that curve like it was nothing and almost hit me. So, I had to slam on my horn in typical Ashley fashion. Yes, I rolled down my window and said something. You know, hindsight, (laughs) after I saw the look on the lady's face, part of me felt bad because I could clearly see that I scared the shit out of her. But she scared the shit out of me. Do not come around the corner. It's a parking lot, ma'am. It is a parking lot. And I said something similar to that (laughs) while we were in that parking lot, but I said it with a different forest and with some different language but this is a parking lot there are people walking in the parking lot there are people driving in the parking lot please just take some care for other people's lives while you on your mission to go wherever the hell you going like just take a second to stop and think about who else's life you could be affecting because you decided to ball down out. Like it was just, I mean, clearly, and she didn't give a shit who she hit in the, in the, the midst of that, but it just got on my nerves so bad. So I did when I, when we crossed paths because she had to slam on brakes and so did I. And then I pulled in a way to make sure she could not get past me and rolled down my window to let her know this is a parking lot chill the f out like i mean just like what the hell like it was just so crazy to me 
Um, but like I said, living up here, it's kind of like something you see all the time. Normally I'm not in a position to speak my mind when it's happening, but since I was, <laughs> she got it for everybody was, who couldn't get it. <laughs> she got it for everybody. She could get it too. Actually, you know, that's happened to me before. And I was about to go into Kohl's and it wasn't even for me. It was a girl coming across the street in crutches. And this lady was flying in the parking lot and the girl was on crutches and she had to slam on brakes like inches away from the girl. Maybe inches is a little close, maybe like a foot away. And like, it scared me so bad. Like for the girl, I just started screaming at the lady. Like, what the fuck, yo? She on crutches. Like, what the fuck? Like, because it's just like, why are people so careless with other people's lives in a parking lot? It's a par like, you expect some of that. You expect to see people going those type of speeds on the interstate or at least on the main street, but in a parking lot, can you slow the, like, what is happening? I don't know. Anyway. <sighs> okay. Woo. Thank you for letting me vent people. Thank you for letting me vent. Okay. That was my under the skin this week. And uh, yeah. What about you, Eric? <laughs> I like how you were very calm or at least you started off calm. You didn't get too high oh, when man, you told look, that story. <laughs> look, I, no, I didn't. I'm, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. And then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. So, okay. All right. So. All right. What you doing? So what you got? What got under my skin? I guess it's, it's the only place where this would fit. So I was in the, I was at the Dollar Tree uh, by my house. And the, the line at the one by my house, for some reason, gets long so fast. And it's a whole other story as to why they don't have every register open. There's only like five or six, but why they don't have every register oh, open. Yeah. Especially when the line is like wrapped. At a certain time. Well, Yes, because at any given moment, right, the, the line is wrapped all the way around. It's it's long, like all the way down to the frozen food section. So I don't yeah. even know. I don't even know what any Dollar Tree you can imagine. The frozen food section is in the back. So right. if we're talking, yes. it's always backed up to there. Like at, at a certain point, three registers is not enough. And especially when you know that not everyone is coming in getting, like shopping like me, getting like a few items. Unlike people that are in there with like a crap ton of stuff as they should, they don't have the proper amount of, I, I just, ultimately I just believe they never have the proper amount of open registers for the type of traffic that they get. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. So. Right, and it's Dollar Tree. Okay. <laughs> well, so I'm in line, I'm in line this past, this past weekend or whatever. I'm in line and it's not long, which is the only, cause I, and to be honest too, I never stay when the line is long. Cause I'm like, forget this. It's really around the corner. I can come back, you know, 10 minutes before they close and no one's in line. Or as soon as they right. open and no one's in line. Like, I don't need to wait. But this time, the line wasn't long, so I was like, I'll wait. All right. I approach the line as someone else is approaching the line and they get in front of me. All right, cool, because they get there first. All right, so then I'm standing there. And it's a guy with uh, a guy with a cart. And I think his children are in there and maybe he's with his wife. Or he's with some woman. Okay, so I get behind them and we start moving up, you know, moving up the line. I don't know what happened, Ashley. If I looked left, right, up or down, but I guess I wasn't paying attention necessarily. But out of nowhere... This seasoned New Yorker was like seasoned. Yeah, that's what I call it. I like to call people okay. you know, a seasoned, okay. a seasoned okay. woman. Mm -hmm. Next thing I know was like on my right side, but not like standing next to me. It was like standing in front of me because I noticed because when the when the guy in front of me moved up, like as the line moved up, she moved up and eased her way like she was standing right in front of me. Huh? Mm -mm. And so in the moment, mm -mm. in the moment, I think I had like a. Is she trying to? Like, cut the line. What? No, right? Like, and then I started, and then quickly I questioned myself, like, wait a minute, did I, was she always right there? No, she wasn't. Like, I had to remind myself, no, because at this point I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt to, like, the situation before I, like, come to the conclusion that this lady is trying to cut. Because once I came to that one, I was like, wait a minute. So I ultimately didn't let her, like, get in front of me, and I didn't do it in a rude way. Like, when the guy moved up, I just intentionally took a deeper step, back in front a, of a closer step oh. towards him to reaffirm yes. my position. And she turned to me, and she yes. sort of looked at me and asked me a question of, like, am I in line? Like, I think she said, am I in line? Because I said yes. But you knew I was in line. <laughs> you knew I was in line. <laughs> But afterwards, I was like, what? And then I said to myself, this is, or at least I asked myself, was I wrong for not letting this lady, right, this, this no, seasoned woman, Aaron. who might have been doing this for a reason, like, did I have to, uh, I didn't, I didn't do it in a rude What's way, I didn't do it in a mean way, but did I have to assert my, like, position 
in that moment? Or could I have just let another one other additional, like, was it really going to stop a show if one person more went ahead of me? Right. But what's the reason? I don't know, but that's what I wanted to say. I don't know. <laughs> and I need you to ask yourself, are you just thinking that way? Because she is a season one. Well, yes. Like out of respect, should I have been kid? more? Oh, come on, man. I can see, listen, it depends on how she walked up now because I help seasoned people, as you call them, all the time. Like, that's Season not a New problem Yorkers for me. Really, yeah, but yeah, okay. But I'm a, I mean, if you just, I, I, God, you know, there's so many, there's so many variables there for me. <laughs> and I just need to know how she, you know, how she approached the situation. Because I struggle, I think I balance, I, I think I teetered between like, because I, you know, out of respect and, she, you know, and her position, wisdom and age and all that jazz, like, just go ahead and let her go. Like, it's not that deep. But then on the other hand, it's like, is she trying to use that as a reason and assumption that I wouldn't say something? You know, I, I went back and forth between those thoughts. And really, if I... And and look, a question I asked, how, I don't know how long ago, do I believe that on any given day, people are ultimately trying to do their best or be their best overall? And I keep saying yes. I didn't think about that in that moment. <laughs> but now that I'm having this conversation, I'm like, who knows what her intentions were, right? Like, maybe I could have just let it go. And just let her get in front. Her intentions were to cut you. <laughs> there, wasn't there a long... Her inti- that's the thing. Well, by this point, the line had long... long well, the by this point, were. the line had gotten longer, like, than when I first got in there, right? Like, I had just... I was like, oh, I'm lucky. I, like, I must have okay. caught it. I, I, I caught it at a good time. Because next thing you know, that line had shot. It, it had grew tremendously. So... And she was trying not to stand in that <laughs> line. Come on, man. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> If she listen, but I'm not heartless. If if a seasoned person actually came up to me and said, "Baby, I can't stand in this line this long. Do you mind if I get in front of you?" I'm gonna probably say yes, unless they got a whole bunch of shit <laughs> and I'm in a rush. Like I'm gonna probably say yes. But if you just decide to come, like you feel like you entitled, <laughs> so you just decide to come and stand next to me and then look at me like, "Are you in line, bitch?" You see this line. <laughs> you know I'm in line. <laughs> like, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I will say and in real I'm time when she asked know, me that. Did she get in line after you? Did she get behind me? I mean, she did end up getting behind me. She did end up. After she asked the question, oh, okay. and I well, said then yes. Ain't no issue. She yeah. just sort of. It was almost. Well, you know, it's not like you're not directly in front of you or you're not directly behind someone. You're sort of off to the side position, almost like you, yeah. when you're trying to cut a line, like how you ease your way into it. That's almost what it felt. I did say to myself, She's wait a minute. Fine. Like, I could see this maybe if I was the only one behind me and we were just. she. There was a whole bunch of people. Like, you knew I was in line when you acted. Anyway, that was what... That's my under my skin this week. Okay. Well, now we'll finish up here with under my skin and move on to... What are you watching? What are we watching? You want to start? You watching Grace? How long is this going to be? No, <laughs> I am watching Grace. I'm watching so many shows. Like, you got to ask the it necessary it never, I never, like, know which one to feature because there are some good ones that i've been catching up on or been watching since the winter finale is over break is over but what happened on the last craze i'm trying to i'm trying to think here i'm trying to think here so as you all know amelia is pregnant with dr lincoln's baby or potentially dr lincoln's baby she found out that how far along she thought she was she was actually further along so that complicated the, the timeline in terms of whether she was pregnant by dr lincoln or owen and Link wants to know the, the, like, he wants her to take a test in order to find out. And she said she was, and the results, so in the last latest episode, we were supposed to find out the results. At the end of the episode, we find out that she didn't even take the test. So she sent him a text and was like, I didn't take the test. I need more time. Which, is uh, like, I don't get that at all. But, and you can see Link is so heartbroken because he really, at first, didn't want a baby. And the, the other, the, the reason why this is also significant is because he didn't want a baby, right? Like, he was not, uh, being a father was not in his mind, and she accidentally got pregnant, and in the episode where we see her going back and forth with herself between whether or not she should keep it, she confronted it, you know, got his side of it, and by the end of it, he was all for being a father, and he, like, you could just see that relationship starting to grow in that way, so it's kind of sad to see them in that position, even, even though it's not, like, it wasn't, it didn't happen by, like, malice intent, right? It's just, Mm -hmm. in that moment, it's just something right, that happened. In the transition from one to the next. Dr. Meredith is sleeping. So if we, Dr. DeLuca and Meredith were together, he sort of told her to take some time, figure out what you want. And a part of his right, which essentially he broke up with her. And that was behind his own insecurities because he felt like he would never be as, as superior of a doctor as she her. was, right? Which I told you that in that episode, they pretty much told her, like, you know, his friends told him, like, you won't. Like, she's Dr. Gray. Like, 
one, you're an intern or a resident, and she's like an attending, right? Like she's the chief of general surgery, and she's married right. to Gray. Like all, she has just all this years experience and you know whatever lineage. But in this episode, we see they're sleeping together. She's starting to miss him. Mind you, in the winter finale, we saw the winter finale episode, we saw that Dr. Yang, who, you know, is one of the originals who's left, told Meredith that she sent her a present. And the present was the new uh, chief of pediatric surgery. And Mm -hmm. we see them not flirting with each other, but we see the sort of there's things that could be like, huh, they could explore this, huh? They pretend like the way they're the writers are like, yeah, it's like some chemistry professionally slash you could see this being something, but. Like, they're not really going down that route, except in the, the hidden sense that Meredith knows that Dr. Yang sent her him there as, like, a present right for her. And so they're, they're, they're playing on that. But she's, like, in some, but she's still, because of her history with Dr. DeLuca and her feelings for him, but also not forgetting that he broke up with her and told her to take some time, that she's, like, mm-hmm. missing him, dealing with him, but also still, like, flirting with this idea. So we're seeing that play out. You know Dr. Avery is dating the firefighter from Station 19, but we didn't in this episode we don't really see too much of that more than we see. Oh, so Dr. Bailey, who is the chief of surgery, you know she has uh Dr. Karasik, who is the supposed to be like some world renowned, very smart. What's the brain doctor called? Um not cardio. Neurosurgeon. Yes, neurosurgeon. Right? He is sort of the chief of chiefs because Dr. Fox, who is played by Debbie Allen, put him in place to sort of rein this hospital in, especially after Karev left and, you know, all of them got fired in that episode last season. So he's just pretty much like, it's getting to his head, right? And he's like pretty much busting people's balls and using that position to his advantage and not in like a, in a malicious way that's not, where he's just playing a game and people don't find it funny but him. At the end of the episode, we see that everyone's come together because by this point, oh no, let me take a step back real quick. Okay, this is the last thing I'm gonna say about the episode. So Dr. Fox, Debbie Allen, is married to Dr. Weber. Well, you know Dr. Weber got fired uh, by Dr. Bailey when they helped Meredith with that whole using her daughter's insurance to help that undocumented immigrant in that episode last season, which got her, Dr. Karev, and all them fired. And then Dr. Karev became chief of surgery at the other hospital that Dr. Weber went to. And that put a real strain on their relationship, right? And so we, as much as he sort of started to rebuild in this new space and find purpose in this space, it doesn't take away from, like, the history and future that he saw at his old hospital, right? And how he felt like his wife chose, like his wife wasn't there for him when she needed him, when he felt like he needed her. So we see in this last episode how that's, or in the previous episode, how that's come to a head and he sort of lets her know, right? Like, I can't do this because they're getting, oh, so they're getting, they're they're getting separated, officially separated. And so they wanted to tell Dr. Avery and who is, you know, Dr. Fox's daughter, I mean, who's Dr. Fox's son and Dr. Uh, Pierce, who is Dr. Weber's daughter. Dr. Weber's daughter, also Meredith's half-sister. That's a whole other thing we'll talk about another day if I haven't already or Google it. Come to find out, he went off on her in this episode. Like, can't you say you're sorry? Can't you, like, admit that you did this? I'm just trying to rebuild my life and you da 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 right? Like, you have no power in this situation. Oh, she flipped the switch. She got on the phone, called her lawyer and said, find out how much it is to buy PacNor. Next episode, Dr. Fox and the Avery Foundation by Pac North, the new ep- the new hospital that he was at. Like he didn't want to go back to he didn't oh. want to go back to Grace Sloan where she was at. He had already accepted what had happened. He was building his his new life. He was getting separated, right? Separating himself from her. You can't do anything to stop this. Oh, I can't do anything to stop this. So she bought the hospital that he was rebuilding his life at, and boom the shit out of him so now we see he's upset that she's bought this hospital and now everyone's having to go back to the hospital this is where i'm getting to the point of dr karasik was over his head right like he was taking advantage of the fact that Catherine fox had bought the hospital and everyone that he had fired or people that had been let go the dynamic like all these people were that were breaking away from him were now being forced to come back and interview with him for their new job to keep their job and at the end of the episode we see that all of them band together because they're all part of the board too right like let's not forget that uh, Meredith is owns the hospital along with a few other people there. They were gonna fire him, or no, they they hit him with ultimatum. We're gonna all quit. And at the end of the episode, he bought the bullet uh, and he accepted their terms for cutting back on all the shit that he had been putting them through, as well as like reinstating mm-hmm. some people as chief of surgery. And so. That's really an overview of the past two episodes. Oh, we get to see, too, how Dr. Avery and the Station 19 chief interacted with each other in that weird episode when they were trying to tell uh, tell them about the, the separation. That was an interesting episode because it was another moment where a woman who felt like, because he comes from a certain family of a life of privilege in terms of access to money and information and, you know, just access, that she was feeling insecure about that. But you got to watch Station 19 to see that. That's all I'm going to say. I wanted to talk about, I was watching the thing about Harry, but... I'll save that for another day. 
And that's my Grey's Anatomy update. That was a lot of talking, Ashley. Why didn't you stop the fucking? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you edited this week, so I don't know what to tell nobody. You, <laughs> you want to talk? You go right ahead. Um, so what am I watching this week? I am watching. So actually, what uh, Robin and I have been doing is we went back to watch. Did you ever watch Monk? When it was out? No. On USA? Okay, well, Robin was a fan of it. I I mean, I only caught a few episodes here and there. So we started watching it on Prime Video just because, you know, it's free, whatever. And it's really good. Like, I mean, I guess it gives me everything that I want in a detective show and that type of crime show where it's not too gory. Um, there is a mystery of who, what, why, how, all of that good stuff. So... Uh, it's good. And then um, I watched Grownish. Okay. So, and um, as you know, you boom me because I didn't see the end of Grownish and Nomi left. So, and I was just going to talk about how I felt. Oh, spoiler alert. Sorry, guys, for anyone who hasn't seen it. But I don't know how I feel about Nomi leaving. I guess it is reality. Uh, but at the same time, I was just hoping that she could find a way to, you know, stick around. You know, I was really thinking that she was going to lean toward giving that baby up for adoption. But I couldn't understand how that would be tough for her. So, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know how I felt about it. But I will say that episode was hilarious to me because of Doug and Aaron with um, Jazz and this whole white guy, the the Rodney, Rodney uh, guy. That, that was really good. Um, but overall, oh, the episode was just really good to me. Uh, but like I said, the Doug and Aaron was what really had me weak. Oh, but I was going to ask you, um, did you think Rodney or Rodney was white? I just... You know, I thought maybe he could be like mixed, maybe like black and Italian or maybe black and Hispanic, maybe something like that. Like, I don't know. I just thought he looked, I felt like Doug, he had to be Creole or something. Like he just looked light skinned. I don't know. I mean, they never got to the thing. I I wish they had like actually given us an answer, but maybe that's the the funny part of it is like, we'll never know. I could see one of two things. Either he was adopted, right? Like we didn't get that. We didn't see that. I thought uh, he was adopted. Mm-hmm. He could just be the mother. He could just be the child of one, you know, and the other one just, and the father just adopted him or vice versa, right? Or the or the father's child by another woman and the right. mother can't, you know, there's a different variables. Or he could, yeah. I or thought could that maybe. Generation. I don't know, but Rodney, right. oh. I know, I know, I know niggas named Rodney. So like. Right. I mean, for the first time, I, I still don't think, it, but I think, I thought we did get an answer. I thought the answer was that he was white, which is why Scott stopped was supposedly stop dealing with them but what I thought that maybe they would do is like bring him back around you know maybe she's gonna change her perspective on um you know how she looks at race when it comes to dating but I understand Sky and so you know what do you mean you understand Sky I mean I understand her take on things like she's pretty firm and she doesn't you know she doesn't date outside of her race and so no she knows what she wants Sorry, she like... knows what she wants yeah so she's not she's gonna not settle not... or not settle but change that for like this one guy but you know we'll see we'll see how things go because shit i didn't see nomi leaving but <laughs> here we go so who knows like are they gonna explore that 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 a little more like are we gonna get to see nomi with the kid well i i think at some point we'll see that but i'm talking about this oh, whole Sky situation. The... like is oh, this, yeah, was this yeah. just a one episode two episode thing or i don't know they ended it pretty quickly so we'll see because we but we didn't even see like she said it's on plateau huh you said she sent them home? Didn't she send them home? Oh, I guess. I think so. Right. But he was just gone out of nowhere. So I assume nothing. it was a... Right? I haven't seen him a few know. days. I gotta remember. I don't know, man. But yeah. But so it was a good episode. Um. Yeah. So yes, Monk and Gronish. Those are my takeaways this week. That's what I'm watching. So yay. All right. So now, guys, it's time for us to go into our perspective. But first, we're going to take a quick break. Use the restroom, do whatever little things we got to do, and we will be back. Figure out what we talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, and we're back, and it is time for this week's perspectives. And I believe it's my turn to go first this week. Yeah, I think I went first last week. All right, so my topic this week, just to give you a little background. um, So, you know, I go to therapy every week, and we have some really good discussions. Um, In some of my recent uh, sessions, we've discussed uh, friendships and the longevity of some of my friendships. 
And I found it interesting to know that some of my longest relationships in life are some from my friends. Um, and so it made me start thinking and about ways to nurture my friendships and how I can go about, you know, going forward uh, to ensure that I get another 10, 15, 20 years out of these friendships, you know, those that are that uh, close to me. So my question to you this week or questions to you are, um, how do you feel about your friendships now versus how you felt about them maybe 10 years ago? And what do you do to nurture your friendships uh, in ways that you may, you know, like you would take care of a relationship? And have you ever taken a moment to stop to think about the longevity of your friendships? And, you know, does that mean anything to you when you realize like, wow, this person has been in my life or this person has been my friend for over 10, 15 years? Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, those are good questions. I think I don't. I don't necessarily view my relationships differently now than I did 10 years ago. Like, they're still just as important, just as equally... uh, Yeah, they're just as important today as they were back then, I guess. I've always been, uh, like, the same. Like, bro before hoes, I've always just thought of. and Yeah, you've always been that. So, that, in that sense, no. What I would say has changed has been sort of your second question, how do you nurture those relationships? I think back then I was more, uh, my views of what a relation, a, what a friendship consisted of was narrow uh, compared to today. And so what I knew or understood to be the proper way to have a friend, hold a friend, care for a friend, display that friendship uh, has widened. So I'm more, I'm less, it's less about just how I view it, but more so what does that relationship, uh, the space that we share that we call a friendship, right? Like involves two different people who have two different perspectives on life and who need two different things in order to be fulfilled, both in their, both in in all aspects of life. So specifically when it comes to a friendship, being more understanding of what that other person needs, uh, I'm more in tune to now. And so I guess to me, that's one way in which I think I try to nurture relationships is to be more aware of what that person needs. Plus, I mean, if you think about, you know, 10, 15 years, I guess to go to your third question, I haven't really given it some thought in a way that I think yes and no. So I have thought about it at at various moments uh, when prompted. I don't know if I've initiated that thought in a way that has led me to move something or change something or come to some conclusion. So I, uh, so to sort of combine the second and third is like, I I thought about ways that knowing someone for 10 plus years means that you, if you do do some sort of even history, deep dive history, look at your relationship, you can understand patterns of what's worked and what hasn't worked either in relationships Mm -hmm. that you have with other people or within your own. And just being mindful of that to me now, uh, is useful information that allows me to like be a better friend, I guess. For lack of a better phrase, um, I think. Huh? So okay, yeah. Ah, okay. So I'm just my mouth. I, I know say... I'm just taking out most of this. Like I'm thinking this out. Like, huh? Like, like that. These yeah, are moments yeah, that make fine. me think. So yeah, go ahead. I mean, I actually like. I mean, before I go into mine, I did. I will say I like that what you say, how you treat it, or how you nurture it now, um, and what you what has I pretty much changed about you, or changed your view, or what how you look at like what your friends want, and you know things that they may need. Um, so you can better understand. And I think that's that's a really good uh, observation. Well, just to add on that real quick before you go in, because I think a part of that in doing that allows you to feel less, uh, it it allows you to be more understanding of their needs, but it also allows you to feel less icky or hurt or sad when they don't respond in a way that you have constructed to be as the right way, right? And that right way is because your Mm -hmm. your views of friendship, right, are narrow-minded. So once you get out of that narrow-minded view and you broaden it, then you're less likely to feel that sort of a blow and be more understanding that doesn't impact how you deal with them, which ultimately impacts the relationship. So, yeah. But what do you think? That's really good advice, even for, like, a relationship. Like, I mean, that's, yeah, that's just really good advice. Um, Oh, oh, okay. I mean, you you go, but that is a topic, though, right? Like, because I'm about to say, like, is that something, though? Like, do do you have the same approach in romantic relationships? Or do you, but I guess I yes because the part I'm not adding yeah no go ahead I was I'm, I was saying because I was focusing more on I'm sorry Laura I wish I could just go back in live time and rewind what you mm-hmm. rewind what you just said um, but I was focusing more so on you being less disappointed you know when when they don't react the way that you that you think they should okay, you know okay. you you having less having your feelings hurt like 
in relationships, you, you pretty much have to have the same approach when it comes to that because your partner isn't going to always agree with you every time, you know, or not going to, you know, not going to do what you want them to do. So that that's a way to help keep yourself from being hurt in the relationship. Okay, I got that. I can see that. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, man, I don't forgot my own questions. Ah, no. So what uh, I do see, okay, I okay. will say, I, oh, sorry. No, I will say that I do view friendships, um, differently almost in a way is what you were saying but um in realizing that so you always i mean you always have been a bros before hoes person i you know i kiki when you said that to myself um because you have and that was something that i didn't uh i, I didn't have the trait of uh when it came to me being in relationships and so i would like to think that now i try to be more uh mindful of that when it comes to me, to, to this relationship that I have versus the relationships that I have with my friends. Um, and I like to, I guess one of the things about me, I try to make more time now, you know, for my friends, like just to talk to them, to see, excuse me, to see how they doing. Like, regardless of what I'm going through, you know, they may be going through something. So I also want to make sure that I have that space, um, for my friendships, but yeah. Um, had I, I don't think that I thought about it before, um, these past couple of sessions of how long my friendships were and, uh, yeah, that people, that certain people have been in my life for more than 10, 15 years. Like it is, I don't know, I guess it was like an eye opener because it was like, wow, you know, I, like I said, I just hadn't put time together and thought about all that. Um, but yeah, I think it's cool to know that, you know, certain people have been a part of my life for that long, you know, that many years. Like I'm 33 and there have been people that have known me since I was 13, you know, like yeah. that's, you know, that's crazy. People that, you know, 18 people that have been there to see me like actually grow as well as me growing with myself, you know, like, just, I always say people just, that knew yeah. me before I had any credits, zero credits. Shoot. Oh God. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Eric. Yes. We have, when I had to turn you down, yes. Oh, what? Uh, okay. <laughs> so you will admit, you'll admit it. Okay. That you, that you like me and I turned you down. Yes. See, I, I was talking that. about zero credits as in college, but I guess since you're stuck, since you are, you know, since you do have the memory. You said of I knew you before together. zero credits. Yeah, you said I knew you before zero credits. I did. I'm talking about freshman year. I Please, knew you right. back in the. Oh, I know what you're talking about, but you know, I knew you back. Then so anyway yes yeah, so I do look at it different I do look at my friendships Took differently my heart and broke it. I nurture <laughs> oh gosh anyway um so yes as I was saying um I, yes I look at my friendships differently now than I did back then I feel like I nurture my friendships by you know all being mindful um of my friends and making space you know, in my life, regardless of my relationship, like sometimes I put my friends first because you just, you know, you have to be there and be a good friend. And, uh, yeah, the whole, wow. The, when I look at the time, it is, uh, it's cool. It's just, it's, it's interesting. I guess it's just things I'm thinking about as I'm getting older. I'm just running my mouth too. So yeah, that's going to wrap up my perspective this week. That's all I wanted to chat with y'all about. And so Aaron, what I, are you talking I'm curious, about? just curious though, do you think that your okay. friends have like the way in which you're analyzing yourself in that relationship? Do you think that the people that you've known for that long have changed in how they deal with you? Um, Overall, because obviously individual people have individual responses, but collectively, if that's possible to give an answer that way. I believe, I believe so. I feel like, like, I'll say something as small as maybe, no, I don't even, I can't, because it's, I know. Uh, yes. Have I, I changed, I, I, have, have, do you believe I've changed how I've dealt with you? Yes. I think so. I mean, you were the one who brought the me to the attention of, I'm a hoes before bros person. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes. But I don't think, but I mean, I, I honestly feel like it's all part of growth. And that was, I mean, if that was your, if, if, if you're telling me that, like, I realize now it's like something that instead of me getting in my feelings about it or trying to push it off as if it doesn't exist, I feel like it's only right to hear what you're saying and take heed to it at some point and really take a step back and look at that and be like, well, damn, 
maybe I have been like, yeah, maybe I have chosen him a few times. I have to, cause there, I know for a while, like, I think I was denying it to myself until I really had to take a step back and look at relationships, my relationships. And then what I was doing in them versus what I was doing with my friends during that time. And it was like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Okay. But, when you grow, you just, you know, you become more mindful about things. Yeah. You start to accept things for, you know, what it is. Like, instead of me, you know, I mean, I don't think it's a, like, like I just told somebody that I, I was just talking to somebody the other day about accepting something about, about herself. And I was saying, you know, it's not a bad thing to that, that this may be what you're doing. Like, that's not necessarily a bad thing. To me, it's when you're not able to actually accept, accept it, you know, so you can, do something about it versus wait when you can accept you know like something about yourself like if your friend is telling you like this is this is what i this is what i see you know you're doing and you're getting offensive of it you know like okay like me and you like you're telling me i'm hoes before bros and when i was like no that's not me you know that's not how i am like instead of me being upset i should have just at least try to see where you were coming from and then analyze it from there instead of immediately jumping to the defense. That's where, you know, we can go wrong and have on blinders because we're so busy trying to defend ourselves. We're not taking a step back to actually consider uh, if this could be truth, the truth. And especially if you, if we've heard it um, from multiple sources, you know, then maybe it is something like, I need to look at like girl it's not them it's you yeah you know it's so funny to also just uh, i guess to but not to keep belabor the, the moment is like also to i i also look at that moment and say that's something that i'm speaking to when i say narrow-minded because while i could still say yes to the sentiment of like hoes before bros i think the the launching pad from which that like was a thing for me was based on my narrow-minded view of right what friendship entailed in that moment but also bigger picture well not bigger picture but also or not but also also thinking that this goes deeper than just this situation is like sometimes we react to our friendship our interactions with our friends because we're not clear about what our needs are in that moment from that friend and i think me not having a clear understanding and not the language not the uh like i mean it's not something i thought about really i didn't think about till this moment when it just became a like a another moment another point to another point that just hit me it's like maybe there was a certain need that i was like something that i was needing from my quote-unquote friends right like that i wasn't able to express and so because that was never expressed it uh i was never even giving people the opportunity to like give that and so i was just responding to like what they were doing which in their eyes was enough for them being them right just looking at the other side of the coin of like how do you accept responsibility for the situation that you're in even though two people do play a part in it just in the way you have to be clear with your partner like just in the way you have to be clear with your like your romantic partner around what your needs are right like at uh, up to the point that you want them to also know you but like in the way you have to be clear around your needs uh to that partner don't should you also be clear with your friends around if you need something different than what they're used to giving right like if your needs have changed Mm -hmm. then should you be clear about expressing them or do you expect them to understand it and know it that's a balancing act too i don't know Okay. Well, yes, I get that point of view too. Yes. And I definitely think the conversation should be had, whether it's with your friends or your partners about, you know, your needs and what you're looking for. And I think, you know, people should listen and be receptive to that. Yes. But okay. So that's going to end my perspective this week. And what are you talking about? Uh, So this week I want to talk about love and hate. And, uh, I mean, we'll talk about this sort of in reflections, what are we looking forward to, but I recently was a, a guest on a podcast, uh, the Just Conversation podcast. Ooh. And yes. one of the things or nuggets that came out of that conversation, which, uh, one of the things that came out of that conversation was this uh, notion that love and hate are essentially two sides of the same pole, right? Like they're on the opposite ends of the same pole and in the middle is obsession. So really love and hate are the same thing. At the root of it, at the foundation of it is obsession. And we choose which way in which we, we choose which side we, uh, we choose which side we use or how we feel towards a specific person, right? And I'm sort of, I'm paraphrasing the whole conversation just to get to that point. So I wanted to sort of explore that com- that sort of idea of, do you believe that, love and hate are essentially the same thing at the center of it is obsession. And yeah, just get some of your thoughts on that. 
Say that again. Uh, Do I agree? Do you believe or agree that love and hate, right? The feelings of love and hate are essentially the same thing, are the same thing. They are the same side of, they are on opposite ends of the same pole or two sides of the same coin, right? And at the center of it, at the core of it is obsession. Both are really the same thing. They're really an obsession and we choose which feeling we have towards a specific person. Hmm. Not we choose, but you know, the way we feel about a specific person is also an obsession. So really it's love or hate. We're just, we love someone or we hate someone. I still might've screwed up the thing and we'll talk about what you can hear. It and wait, hear so it's discuss, like there, it, there, there's no in between. Um, let's see. Because didn't we talk about it in another episode though too? This, so I think it, it also connects to like, can you know love without hate? Right? Didn't we talk about that at one point? Is can you know love without oh, hate? And did. so, um, and up without down, up, you know, up and down, left and right. And the reason why that is because they're they're the same thing, they're right? They're just two sides of the same coin, you know, two sides of the same coin, mm-hmm. two ends of the same pole. So, and at the center of love and hate, the, the thing that is at the center of it is obsession. Obsession. I would say I agree. Wow, obsession. I don't know that word. Because um... I'm thinking, I think if you, another way to approach this thought or question, or maybe it's not the same thing, but in the way I'm saying two sides of the same coin is like, can when we talked about, can you know love without hate? If you want to say, if you're on the belief that you can truly love someone, right, then two sides of the same coin or two ends of the same pole means you're really tipping the scale towards one side because you don't know what, you don't have any skin in the game. There is no weight that allows you to even try to balance hate because you only love someone, right? Because you only know love. Or on the other end of that, you only know hate. So that's so it is possible to only hate someone and not and never have known what it is to love someone because your scale, while they are at the center of them obsession, your scale only knows one, which is why, you know, it leans in that favor. I mean it's just it's just, just throwing out many different thoughts as to how you could think about it, approach it. And see, and I know the word obsession sounds hard in some ways, or harsh, or a little uh, hesitant, to, hesitant to attach that to love, but to love someone is to care about someone, right? To truly be in love with someone is to focus on someone, to care about their needs, and many other things that we could qualify to that. Is that not some form of a, an obsession, right? To hate someone to me is intentional. There's a mal, like there's an intentionality behind giving that person that type of energy, which in some ways is a form mm-hmm. of obsession, no matter how great or small. That's determined upon how much you love someone or how much you hate that person. But it is uh, at the core of it, at the center of them, right? At the end of the day, they're built on obsession. Even no, if it's I just to that. keep your know, marriage I mean, together, even it's... if it's just to keep your marriage together, no matter what, right? Even if it's, even if it's like, like whatever the obsession is that's attached to it, there is some sort of obsession. I don't know. It's just. No, I get that, and I, I get how it can be considered an an obsession. So yeah, I do agree with that. Um, also, yeah, I mean, if. <sighs> Have you ever loved somebody and then hated them that in the same instant, right? Like, like yeah. they were coming from the same. Yeah, source, that's what right? I They're mean. Coming from the same middle ground, right? Which is you just were choosing one, and now you're choosing the other, or they yeah. chose it for you, depending on what caused the switch. But. The situation, <laughs> right? But <laughs> no, yeah, I do get that. No, yeah, I, and I mean, like I said, I agree with that. Um, yeah, because you had to have loved someone. I mean, I don't. I, or also, I, I think or, I, or because I was of that, is, for a sorry. second. Are you well, go ahead. No, so go ahead. I, I think I was I was confusing for a second. I'm just I was overthinking and wondering how you can hate someone without ever loving them. So I guess still proving that point, like you you have to love someone in order to hate them. Like well, I was, you have to have. Yeah. Yeah. But go ahead. Because I was gonna say I was gonna add to I was gonna I agree with that because I was gonna. I, well, I add to that and say if you're someone who can say that you've loved somebody at one point and then you hated them what mm-hmm. the thing that made you love them so much right whatever happened it was that thing it's because of those things that you once loved that now you hate them so it comes from the same place that right. you just choose love or you choose hate based on the circumstances that are presented in front of you right as it relates to that mm. that that love or that hate that that thing you have that feeling you have towards that person and all the things that you used to, you know, not care about. Right. Yeah. You definitely hate now. It annoys you. It's not cute anymore. They've broken your trust, right? Oh, like, you, you, you love them because of all the things that they did that led you to believe that trust, like, was valuable to them and that they've always been trustworthy. And now something has happened. And the things that you value, because of your value and commitment towards trust in a relationship, like, they've broken that. So now you hate them or... Oh, yeah. I mean, there are many reasons yeah. that you can go from loving somebody to hating somebody. I mean, it could have been they could have done anything. But yeah, I mean, but I'm just saying I agree that without them 
without whatever they did when you you know you love them at one point and now that's why you hate them because or you changed too. let me also just love. play devil's advocate and say or something in, in your life has changed right either uh, or something yeah in your life has changed too and so your perception of so the things that you need right or the things that you thought you needed from that person or like from that person have shifted right it's not just yeah but what can you really you. do that would make you hate like I, I mean, I can't see them not doing something without, like, what, how can you hate someone without them doing something to you? Like, I can see you falling out of love. Like, to me, what you're describing sounds like I fell out of love. And so now. I mean, I think simple things, you know, honestly. I don't look at this person the same way, but I don't hate them. Like, hate is No, but I think strong. the things that once made you love them, if you go through a life, if, if you change, right, then the things that you once loved about that person could potentially be the things that you no longer like deemed lovable and so you could it could lean towards the scale of hate if continuing and and i'm thinking of that in the sense of like maybe you and something i mean this is so far-fetched but maybe it's not like a soap opera (laughs) (laughs) i mean think about it like if someone who starts a new job essentially is around new people they're being fed new energy they're dealing with different experiences different uh interaction with people they could also shape how they see marriages because maybe they're talking to more couples or more single people or they're talking to they're working around more divorced people and they're in a marriage so now their perception of marriage and like things that they've already been somewhat somewhat thinking about are now elevating to the front so they're shifting into a different person it may not be all of a sudden it could be something that happens over time based on just a change in your life that now that thing that once was slightly annoying that you could get over from your spouse is now becoming like the thing that you hone in on because of that subtle change right I'm just it it could be anything that changes right death in the family you could lose you could lose someone in your family and all of a sudden how you view family and relationship shifts right so that person who's still being consistently them that you once loved because of that tragedy in your life has now shifted how like I'm just thinking of different things I was really just trying to say that it's always not on the other person as to why you could fall out of love with someone else and end up hating them but but yes that but that don't I don't know. I, I guess for me, I guess because I'm one of those people, it's a little cliche, but real love never dies. Like, I don't go, like, I can't see myself hating someone without them doing something to actually make me hate them. Like, I, I've fallen out of love before and disliked a lot of things that were being done or just was annoyed by things. But I, I don't know if I got to hate. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it got to that point. But Okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Uh, to... <laughs> no, that's. What, I mean, I just thought it was an interesting topic that was worth like. I thought it was like just an interesting point that was maybe possibly. Worth oh yeah, I do. I mean, but... like that's what took me. You know, it took me a minute. I had to really hone in on that. Yeah, and I do agree with that. Oh yeah. So it's just. It's almost like saying it's okay to be obsessed with someone. It's just how you choose to be obsessed with them. It's just how you choose to, like, let that feeling, I'm how a- that feeling... Oh, remember that thing I read at the bottom? Um, there was at the quote of that uh, group talk that I went to that talked about love, right? It's, it's, it's not just feelings, it's deeds too, right? So you can... How you choose to use that obsession, how that feeling translates into deeds is the, yeah. is the key. I think I was just more so interested in a part, like, I mean, I guess in hearing it that way that love is on the other side of hate and like hate is on the other side of love like it on the same what would you say same coin like i mean i guess two i just never thought about coin, it like that like two sides pole. of the same coin yeah like i just never thought about it like that like because i have loved some people and then i've hated that same person and never you know just like just didn't process it like that but yeah it was a good topic mm-hmm. all right okay well guys that's gonna wrap up our perspectives this week uh, Aaron, what are you looking forward to? Ah! So, I was a guest on the Just Conversation podcast. Uh, I did that recording uh, this past Friday, and it'll be out soon. And so I'm looking forward to you all hearing that. I'm looking forward to me hearing it, because uh, it's my first one. And you know how, <laughs> you all know how, I mean, those that have been on this journey know how I am. So, ah! But that's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Okay. It's nerve-wracking, but yeah. What are you looking forward to? Um, I'm looking forward to being golf uh, this upcoming week, Thursday and Friday. Going to take a little road trip down to, you know, the Hampton Roads area, see some family. Um, And I'm looking forward to spending time with family. Okay. Yeah, the Sam Yeah, man. He town Cross that line. Oh, no. You mm -mm, edit that. (laughs) (laughs) Pa, pa, pa. <laughs> ah, 
Okay. All right. And now it is time for reflections. Do you have any? Oh, I don't have any reflections. Do you have ref- I can't find my phone to see my notes. I don't know. Do you? You still haven't found your phone? I thought I had it somewhere. <laughs> so I wrote down, feeling some type of way is a testament of the relationship. I don't know what I was talking about. Um, I just realized you said Ogden when you was talking about the Waffle House. <laughs> What? <laughs> and I got weak. I guess I was listening back and I heard you say Ogden. And I was like, oh shit, Ogden. Oh. When you was talking about when you were talking about Waffle House. Ah, Ogden took God, you to like, oh, yes. something. Yes. Yes. Gosh. Yes. God. Uh. Oh my God. And then I wrote down, um, we really deep in this sex in the city combo. <laughs> when we were talking about carrying Oh my God. And being um, ego ego broken versus heartbroken. Oh. Yes. Oh, my God. Those were... Oh, yes. I had some good reflections, but I don't know what that first one was about. I wonder if that first one was... Say that again. Um, Feeling some type of way is a testament of the relationship. I wonder if that's because I got to go back you. now. I wonder, okay. Did you record... You wrote that down as a reflection from the episode? Yeah. Okay, never mind. That was from the episode. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. It had to be from the episode. Because was Ogden about the episode? Yeah. I don't know. I wonder. I was going to say, I wonder if it was about the, com- yeah. the question of um, complicated feelings needs a resolution. And getting to that point of, that point mm-hmm. that I made earlier to you about, can you feel some kind of way and it not, or can you, mm-hmm. and it not be anything, right? Like, and it not be unresolved feeling. Not, a, I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. All right, guys. Well, that is going to end our episode this week. We really appreciate you guys listening as always. And if you want to get in contact with us, please reach out to us on Instagram at a perspective underscore underscore. You can email us a perspective. No E at the end at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, A Perspective with Aaron and Ashley. And make sure that you Mm. tell five people and tell them to tell five people as well. We genuinely appreciate the support that you give us. And it's because of your continued support and continued willingness to spread the love, right? Spread the podcast to other people that we continue to grow. So thank you. Tell five people and tell them to tell five people. Yes, thank you guys. We hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your perspective, you can change your outcome. Bye. Da 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 da.